Let us be attentive. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, before faith came, we were confined under the law, kept under restraint until faith should be revealed, so that the law was our custodian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. As for many of you, as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no better than a slave, though he is the owner of all the estate but he is under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, when we were children, we were slaves to the elemental spirits of the universe. But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, 
Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all of his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. So, an Irishman walks into a bar in Dublin, orders three pints of Guinness and sits down, drinking a sip out of each one in turn. When he finishes them, he comes back to the bar and orders three more. The bartender asks him, you know, a pint goes flat after I pour it. Wouldn't you rather I pour fresh pints for you at a time? The Irishman replies, well, you see, I have two brothers, one who is in America and the other one who is in Australia. When we all left home, we promised we'd drink this way to remember the days when we drank together. The bartender admits that this is a nice custom and doesn't ask any more questions. The Irishman becomes a regular at the bar and always drinks the same way. He orders three pints and drinks them in turn. One day he comes in and orders two pints. All the regulars at the bar notice and fall silent, speculating about what might have happened to one of his brothers. When the Irishman goes back to the bar for a second round, the bartender says, I, I don't want to intrude on your grief, but I want to offer my condolences on your great loss. The Irishman looks confused for a moment, and then a light bulb goes off in his head, and he laughs and says, oh, no, everyone's fine. You see, it's just that I'm fasting strictly for Lent. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes like that bartender in this joke, we don't always catch the whole context of what is going on. This is certainly true when we read small snippets of the Bible by themselves. 
And today's gospel lesson is no exception. And you can find that on page three of your bulletin. In today's gospel lesson, we are introduced to a woman who, as it says, had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She, went, she was bent over and could not fully stra uh, straighten herself. In the first century, it was often assumed that the person who was suffering had done something to deserve it. Many in the, in the cultural context of the first century Palestine would have looked at the woman and thought, she did something wrong and deserved her situation. If we read some of the verses leading up to today's gospel lesson from Luke chapter 13, we can better understand the context and message of the story. If you look in your bulletin today on page three, it includes the larger context of today's gospel lesson, not just the gospel reading for today, but also the parts before it. Notice the first paragraph that precedes the gospel lesson. It reads, there were some present at that very time who told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered thus? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Here, the larger context of today's gospel lesson clearly gives us the message. Suffering and tragedy does not reflect an individual's standing with God. And again, in the second section, the second paragraph that precedes the gospel lesson, where Christ mentions the tragedy of the power of Siloam, it collapsed killing 18 people. Christ asked, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. We might also hold this incorrect, in, incorrect assumption today that people deserve their illnesses and tragedies. Sometimes suffering Suffering may spare us or spur us to repent. It might spur us to repent. But it is also true that suffering is just a fact of life in this fallen world and not a direct result of one's holiness or sinfulness. I would also like to point out the third paragraph of Luke chapter 13 that precedes the gospel lesson, where the opposite situation is illustrated. Christ gives a parable of the unfruitful fig tree. The owner says to cut it down, but the vine dresser suggests allowing the unfruitful fig tree to live one more year, giving it a chance to bear fruit. In this short parable, we learn that a lack of catastrophe is no proof of righteousness before God. This, I think, we really should pay attention to 
today. We live in a free country. We benefit from the world's best economic, healthcare, and political systems. We have more opportunities than our ancestors could ever have imagined. Many in other countries can only dream of the opportunity and freedom we enjoy here. We may have everything going for us. Health, wealth, stability, freedom. But this is no proof that we are pleasing to God. A lack of hardships or catastrophe is no proof of righteousness before God. Perhaps God is just giving us more time to repent like the unfruitful fig tree. In today's gospel lesson, the last paragraph, the italicized one in your, in your bulletin, the woman who was ill and bent over for 18 years didn't give up her faith. She was in the synagogue praying when Christ found her. Christ healed her, and then she praised God. Her righteousness shone even more brightly due to her suffering. Because of her suffering, and because many may have thought she deserved her suffering, her righteousness was more pronounced. If we find ourselves suffering, let us remember the bent-over woman who remained faithful to God despite life's challenges. Her faithfulness in the face of adversity makes her memory shine all the more brightly. When we, re when we read the larger context of a Bible passage, okay, we see the bigger picture, the fuller message. When we read our Bibles at home, let us strive to look at the larger context. Let us strive to understand how the surrounding passages build to a broader meaning for us. I hope I illustrated this today when we read part of chapter 13 of Luke. Here again are the three major points. First, suffering and tragedy can come on anyone, righteous or not. So let's not read into things. Second, some, God sometimes may give people more time to repent, even though they are unfruitful. So let's not assume a lack of suffering means we are pleasing to God. Third, those who love God and stick with him despite life's difficulties, like the bent-over woman in today's gospel lesson, those are the people we must imitate. Their righteousness shines even more brightly due to their difficulties. May we take these lessons to heart from Luke chapter 13 this Christmas season, and may we read our Bibles more carefully, striving to understand the passengers the passage, passages we read within the larger context. Amen. That ever guarded by your might, we may ascribe glory.